0: Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle, medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins, and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. Everybody, you got the Dr. Dad's coming at you once again. Dr. Nicholas, what's up, brother?
1: Yeah, uh, Vancouver is beautiful right now i'm i'm living the dream here in sunny vancouver actually we were just kind of chatting with uh wade beforehand he used to be a resident of vancouver and there's so much beauty here in the springtime so i'm i'm loving i'm loving life right now uh in these last couple of weeks it's been really great here how about you how's how's el paso
0: we're mirroring you down in the south man it's been pretty nice weather uh you guys always and, uh, have nice weather, though. Yeah, it's a little windy because it's the spring, but we're getting some really nice weather right now, right before they start to turn the heat up a little bit on us. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm enjoying it because the heat's coming really quick. Man. Uh. So, yeah, man, I'm excited. Today, we're gonna dive into some some fun topics. I don't think we've, you know, gone real deep on you know probiotics and minerals and leaky gut. I mean, we talk about all these things all the time, right? But we haven't really gotten to actually talk to an expert about these things. So today we're connecting with Wade Lightheart. So I'm gonna speak a little bit about Wade before we start talking to him. Uh, give you some information on him. So this guy's got an awesome bio, but let me try to narrow it down to the most important stuff. So Wade has been basically he's an author, an athlete, a nutritionist, an expert on fixing digestion. He's been in the health industry for over 25 years. He's coached thousands of clients. And is sought out by athletes and high-performance-oriented individuals worldwide for his advice on how to optimize their health and fitness levels. He is also, um, oh man, where do I start here, buddy? Three-time Canadian National All-Natural Bodybuilding Champion. And he competed as a vegetarian, which I may have to ask you some questions, Wade, about that. Um, He is a former Mr. Universe competitor, host of the Awesome Health Podcast. And he's one of the world's premier authorities on natural nutrition and training methods. He majored in sports science at the University of New Brunswick, and he has authored numerous books on health, nutrition, and exercise, which has sold in over 80 countries. Um, Buddy, I've heard you on a lot of podcasts, so it's nice to see the face, but your voice sounds really familiar. So, Wade,
2: thank you for joining us, man. Great to be here, guys, and you know, it's hard to top the cherry blossoms in Vancouver in the spring, so I'm sure they're out full force right now, and that's a great time to be there. I don't Absolutely. know about El Paso, other than that song, uh, I think it was Marty Robbins made the song about El Paso.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's, so state that's state all I know about El Paso. El,
2: Paso.
1: El Paso. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and El Paso <laughs> Salsa, right? There you the go. The Salsa's yeah. straight out of El that's Paso. That's right. You know, yeah, I forgot about El
2: Paso mean <laughs> so, I mean... Um,
0: Oh, geez. I'll have to get you <laughs> really, something better than that than that yeah. brand. But, yeah, we got better salsa down <laughs> here. Some of the homemade stuff, right? Yeah.
2: So, well, David, where, where should
0: we start, buddy? Well, I'd like Wade just to kind of share his story. You know, you have a very interesting story, man, in, and your approach of, uh, I mean, being a vegetarian, going into bodybuilding, I think that's amazing. Kind uh, of just tell us a little bit about how your journey has led you Really into this focus with biooptimizers and and uh, really focusing on people's digestion to to make big changes in their health, man. From energy to their immune systems to uh, assimilation. I mean, all these things that we're going to talk about. How did we end up here, man? And why is this such a big thing for you
2: to to really help people shift their health? Yeah, obstacles, challenges, and crises. As most people, that's usually. I think a lot of people we're we're so addicted to comfort nowadays that people don't necessarily recognize the opportunities when challenges comes to your life. And most people in the health and wellness industry that I'm, that, that kind of end up in where I'm at usually had some sort of crisis in their life. And that was true for me, several. Um, so I'll, I'll go from, I'll compress this as much as I can, cause there's, it could go in a lot of different ways, but basically I was a Canadian kid growing up on the East coast in a very rural place, uh, my parents, when I was 15 years old, decided to move to a very rural area from, you know, town of 3000 to the town of us. It was five miles to my nearest neighbor, up a dirt road on a mountain, a uh, beautiful lake. They were caretakers of a private resort, but I didn't want to be there when I was 15. And being so isolated, I wasn't around my friends. I wasn't able to, to do the things that I wanted to do. And so I spent a lot of time by myself uh, so One of the advantages was I I learned to know what it was like to be quiet. And I learned, and what I mean quiet, both environmentally and mentally. And then also um, I had a lot of time to reflect at an early age. So I think I started developing reflective and observational skills early on. Simultaneous to that, my sister who was four years, my senior uh, was diagnosed with Hodgkin's disease, which is a cancer of the lymph nodes. And I watched her go through the medical model for four years before she died at the age of 22. That had a big impact on me because I realized your health isn't a guarantee and your life isn't a guarantee. And so I was like, whoa, geez, you know, what is health? And how do you live a long time? And, you know, so I made the, the classic mistake I think a lot of people did and that's equate fitness with health. My sister during that time uh, of her, just before her diagnosis, around the time of her diagnosis, she gave me a bodybuilding magazine and I had Troy Zuclato and who just won Mr. California. And he was in Cal, you know, California and Venice. And he had these two pretty girls. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe if I started getting some muscles like this guy, maybe I can get some of these bikini girls. You know, I bought the Joe Eater lie and started, uh, I started a gym in my barn and Rocky four was a big around those times. So I started, you know, lifting and training in the gym with the saw horses and the pulleys and you know, the tractor tires and the whole nine yards. And I, I was, it wasn't because I, like, that's all I knew, that's all I had, there was no gym or anything. So I went on, studied exercise physiology at the university, but I found it was a lot of information about physiology and function and this, but there was no system. There, there was no thing that would lead me to where I wanted to go. It was a lot of research and cool things, how things work, but not so much application. Um, when I got out of school, I started working at every facet of the health industry. I, I was working in a warehouse, at one point sh- trucking products around, I worked in the, uh, managed a gym and worked in a nutrition store as a sports nutrition guide while I was doing my bodybuilding career. Because what happened is Arnold Schwarzenegger wrote a book called "Education of a Bodybuilder." And inside that book, I read it early on. He said, you can achieve anything in life if you have hard work, self-discipline, and a positive attitude. Well, I grew up in a very rural place where everybody worked hard. There was like logging, fishing, manual labor, everybody, but... Self-discipline and a positive attitude. Well, those those were unique concepts to me, and I embraced them. And so, if Arnold did it or Arnold said it, then I did it because you know he was the world famous bodybuilder. He was a, a movie star. He was married to like he got everything that you'd want. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. It's better than anybody I know. And off I went. And during that journey, I I ended up um, opening up a juice bar, a supplement shop, and uh, became a personal trainer. And in 1998 actually just before that, I was competing in the national circuit for Canada uh, at the Canadian Nationals and my first go at it. And, you know, at that point, I realized that the sport wasn't what it was on the surface. It was essentially a drug culture. And in order for me to become a successful pro, I was going to have to engage in a whole bunch of drugs and really compromise my health. And that's not what I got into the sport for. So I retired and that's when I opened up my juice bar and started that business. And, and a couple of years later, I um, got into meditation person gave me a book and I read about it and started practicing a bunch of things and really got into uh, the meditating and and kind of the, the Eastern philosophy around health and vitality and consciousness. And I thought that was really interesting. And so I read another book by, called the uh, first book was Yogan, Yogananda's book out of R.E.V. Yogi. And then it was a mm. holy science, which was his gurus wrote this book. And he had this whole theory about nutrition based on nervous system response, the teeth, size of the digestive organs, uh, natural aptitudes, uh, to, you know, for salivary response related to eating meat or eating berries. And I was like, okay, this yeah, seems pretty interesting. I'll try being a vegetarian for a couple weeks. So I did, and I didn't dry up and blow away. So I said, I'll go a couple more weeks, and then I'll go a couple more, uh m- another month. And so after two months, I go. I guess I just won't eat meat anymore, which is about as radical as it is, because I was basically a carnivore before. That. I mean, if it didn't have meat in meal, I didn't agree with it. And, and I'm dietary agnostic. I'm not these vigilante vegans. The whole point of going to a vegetarian diet was just to improve my meditation. They said it would help. I said, okay, I'll try it. And then I got this crazy idea that I could be a vegetarian bodybuilding champion. Because um, my teacher had said, well, if you apply these principles in your life and something doesn't exist, but it's right for you, it'll be created for you. I'm like, okay, that's a pretty bold statement. So... I said, well, what if I became a vegetarian, drug-free national bodybuilding champion? And as the story goes, uh, that's how it turned out. And two years later, I was standing on stage at the Mr. Universe contest in India, of all places. (laughs) And the miraculous thing about that, when I went to the national championships that year, there was one guy that I was never eager to beat uh, Kevin Weiss. He, I, I, he was a fantastic bodybuilder. Still today, he's got a bunch of world champion records in both powerlifting and bodybuilding. He's a great guy too. But they changed the classes that year. And he got put in one class and I got put in the other, and I won my class and he won his, and I got to go to the Mr. Universe if it had not of. So maybe that was true, maybe it wasn't. But after the Mr. Universe contest, I didn't win. Um, I got there. So that, that's what I'd say. And, was, you know, the, there's a lot of guys breaking the rules and stuff like that. But even then, I don't really have the genetics to be a great champion. Um, I was got there through extra work, discipline, dietary stuff, and would just train harder, longer, diet longer and harder, and just pay the price deeper, not out of any talent. But after that contest, I gained 42 pounds of fat and water in 11 weeks. I went from Mr. Universe to Mr. Marshmallow. Wow. Wow and yeah exactly and the reason was is i was trying to apply a meat-eating mentality to a vegetarian performance diet and so we had two problems one i had learned a performance-based diet number two as a meat eater then I, I was attempting to do a hybrid vegetarian using whey protein so i'd be a lacto vegetarian on a plant-based diet and i got into great shape and looked a certain way but my joints hurt my brain was foggy and my skin wasn't that great and then after the contest the wheels fell off when i went back mm. to a diet and fortunately i met a doctor by the name of dr michael o'brien and he was the picture of being a senior citizen he's in his 70s he's got perfect skin he's super vibrant he's giving these like all-day lectures he's not eating and i'm like okay that's the guy i want to be like and i went up to him after the lecture and i said I don't understand. Dr. O'Brien, I've put 16 years in this sport. I've, I've reached the aesthetic idea. I'm super disciplined on everything that I do. What don't I know? Because i am obviously lost my health. And he said something to me that changed my life. He, he, he said to me, but Wade, you've learned to build the body from the outside in. Mm. I'm gonna teach you how to build the body from the inside out. And subsequently, he taught me about digestive health. He taught me about the role of enzymes and the role of probiotics and why you wanted to go to more natural-based products uh, in your life and why, you know, different aspects of mineralization and how it impacted the nervous system and all these kind of things. And so I did. I I went all in. I went on his program. I went to a completely raw food diet. And uh, in six months, I recaptured my health. I recaptured my physique. I felt amazing. And Matt and I started a business, my co- my business partner, Bioptimizers. We said, okay, well, let's start. He thought it's unusual that you're a vegetarian. It's a cool story as a bodybuilder. So we started a course and my role and mission of that course was to help athletes who were sacrificing maybe their health for performance to avoid some of the mistakes that I had made, right? Uh, you know, and that was my goal. and. Over the next four years, we coached over 15,000 clients worldwide and got a lot of what I would say is uh, clinical data from feedback from people. What was working is not. And then um, I went back and won a couple more national championships, went to the world's, got fourth instead of, excuse me, fifth instead of 13th. And at that point I said, okay, I got something that works. And from that point on, we, we've been teaching people about those principles, which led to the development of bioptimizers, which is basically ending physical suffering and activating what we call biologically optimized health.
1: What a story. I mean, I, I can't help but you know, feel you know, my heartstrings being pulled when you talked like, about your sister like that. And uh, So one question on that, you know, knowing what you know now, looking back at some of your family health, um, do you think that there is a role for people to, you know, obviously there's a role for people to focus on prevention, but if you had the opportunity to go back and talk to your family, your sister, what have you, what are some of the like the core things that that you think that you would have talked about?
2: You know, one of the big honors that I got um, a few years ago is I became an advisor to the American anti-cancer Institute. And mm-hmm. so I help people who are, either dealing with cancer, have cancer, or post-cancer. And I think the first thing is, is when, you know, things were different back then, there was no access to other information. We're also in New Brunswick. It's not very um, supportive in the technology that it buys, like, while you're going through the care. So there was a lot of helplessness and they start using big names yeah. and things like that, you know. And so I think I feel really challenged for the people around Uh, cancer because I'm not so sure that when your numbers come up that your numbers are coming up whether it's cancer or whether it's a car crash or whether it's uh, some sort of weird disease I'm I'm not so convinced that you know of the whole Newtonian paradigm that -hmm. everything's a cause but what I can say is I've learned that whether you want to if you want to avoid a disease or a disability adjusted life expectancy if you go back to the New England Journal of Medicine I think it was in around 03 it was during the Bush administration the last one, the younger one he wrote a paper and said that the disability adjusted life expectancy was 60 years old hmm. and so you're basically spending 25 percent of your life on dependent on some sort of technology that is compromising like whether it's medication or surgery or you're in a wheelchair or you can't move around or that's like Okay, so what that means is if I follow what everybody else is doing, the likelihood that I've got a very compromised life at 60 years old is very likely. And I need to figure out how to put the things in my life that is going to at least guarantee that I'm going to have a, uh, like, you know, I'm going out in a barrel roll kind of thing with my life as opposed to. Uh, leaving, leaving earlier than I, than I would want to or having a compromised life. So I think what's great now is there's more information technology. What's challenging now is that you can find an oppos- opposing position about everything. My but goodness, the one thing I would true. do is you want to have great digestion. And the reason is, is any undigested food in your body becomes a potential toxin. Um, we also would say that choosing natural grown products over you know, unnatural or processed food, the more processed something is better. It's the more chances it's going to activate epigenetic responses that may lead to an illness or disease. And so I think with a little bit of genetic testing, some, uh, you know, some some basic testing with a good professional doctor, like, you know, a HOMO-IR test to measure blood sugar, diabetes is a big problem. Let's look at um, pulse tests to see you know, your proteins and what's your potential for heart disease, a genetics and epigenetic test, some Dutch tests to get your hormones uh, lined up and a spectra cell test to see what vitamins and minerals that you absorb well or don't absorb well and what ones you're deficient of. Now we can, we can hone in and with, in combination with your genetics and epigenetics and your lifestyle factors to say, okay, well, you've got this gene and this gene and this gene, which could potentially be this now we can mitigate that with a really strong strategy to uh, avoid triggering that activation and i think that's the the, the route that biohackers or biological optimizers can go.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful answer. I mean, that's that's the core thing i think that's missing in conventional medicine or you know whatever you want to call it allopathic is it the individualized care is substituted for algorithms. Uh, you've got this, this is what you do. And uh, I love that you brought that up. I think that's really important. So, w- wanna w- tell us a little? Let's let's dive into some of these these core tools that you've brought through Bio Optimizers. I'd love for you to dive into minerals a little bit. I think this is a such an important area that people are just sort of bypassing and not really focusing on. You know, people are aware of like iron deficiency or maybe you should take some more magnesium. But I'd love a little teaching just on uh, on minerals from your perspective.
2: Well. Here's the here's the challenge that I think a lot of people don't recognize is that in 1945, the world changed radically. United States dropped a nuclear bomb on Japan, ushered in the end of the war. There was a changing from people living in rural farm-based communities into the cities as the manufacturing giant of the United States happened and technology started processing around the world. Government said, uh-oh, how are we going to meet the food demands of the baby boom? Because this population was exploding as well. And also I would say the success of um, antibiotics, you know, people just died from all sorts of diseases, but now, so we had antibiotics, technological innovation, and the movement from traditional farming methods. And the government started to apply factory farming uh, concepts. And what that means was, is they were going to monoculture farming and then they just said, Hey, we got all this leftover nitrogen from all these bombs. Let's put that on the soil and boom, next thing, you know, we can make a bigger yield, but our definition of food and nutrient quality, phytonutrients, minerals, vitamins, enzymes, and probiotics, all these things that were natural when we consumed a more natural based diet or was local based diet, all that was wiped out the window because we didn't define it. We didn't understand it. We'd made even known it or recognized its importance at the time. Fast forward 80 years, now we've, we've added herbicides, pesticides, and fungicides, which interrupt the enzymatic activity of bugs. Enzymes are, what's the difference between stones, plants, and people? It's the, the metabolic workforce or your metabolic bank account, according to Dr. Edward Howell, who wrote Enzyme Nutrition and Enzymes for Food, uh, Food Enzymes for Health and Longevity. And so, and then we said the, the whole thing around, well, if you're destroying all the natural probiotics that are involved with these foods, which are, part of the digestion because we live in a symbiotic relationship with our bacteria, which I always say there's 10% good, 10% bad, and 80% opportunists. There are literally hundreds of strains in your bacteria. Part is a genetic inheritance and part of it is your environment that is going to culminate that, which is going to determine maybe which diet is best for you. Maybe um, what things that you can eat and feel great and what things are going to cause problems or what things are gonna be a toxin as opposed to a nutrient. And so I went, I was classically trained in nutrition. I'm a sports nutritionist. I went to university, studied nutrition stuff. There's like two paragraphs on enzymes and and, and maybe a page on probiotics. It just wasn't taught. And that lack of understanding, that ignorance, if you will, in my own part, led to my own digestive disaster. Well, then it turns out that everybody is really fighting an uphill battle because they don't understand that they're in this 80 year bubble that's involving all these changes. Then you add preservatives, then you add dyes. Uh, A peach today, you would have to eat, uh, what is it? 50 plus peaches today or today to get the same equivalent nutrient value of a peach in 1955. Goodness. And so, one of the big obstacles, particularly in North America, is our magnesium levels in the soil are de- degraded to virtually nothing. So almost everybody in North America is some level of deficient of magnesium, which is the control mineral for calcium, which everybody knows you need to have calcium for strong bones. But if you're taking calcium, and you don't have enough magnesium, your body starts dumping calcium out of the system. So you, you're actually accelerating the problem as opposed to fixing it, because people didn't understand the ratios and how everything works and things like that.
1: (laughs) I love the picture you painted. I think it's so important to take it out of the myopic look at looking at individual nutrients and actually take a step back and see where we actually went wrong. Uh, David, go ahead.
0: No, I mean, he answered my next question, which was, we all know the gut plays this huge role in our health, but how did we get here? And why is this such a such an uphill battle for everybody? But he hit it on the head. Um so just kind of just going into more of the, the mineral conversation, I'd, I'd like you to talk a little bit about uh, Bioptimizers, this magnesium breakthrough you guys have, because it's very unique in the fact that you guys use quite a, quite a few different forms of magnesium. This isn't just a regular magnesium supplement, because most people, you know, they think, oh, I need to be on magnesium. They just go to a health food store, they grab magnesium off the shelf, and they start taking it. So where are people going wrong there, and where are they not getting out of it? Uh, when they're not, when they're only just getting a very, uh, honestly, just one version of this stuff.
2: Well, it's again, um, specialized knowledge. So, and I have to give credit where credit's due. I'm, we've come up with this product thanks to a conversation I had with Charles Poliquin at the Bulletproof conference a number of years ago. And Charles Poliquin for people who don't know is, um, uh, known as a strength sensei, he just died not that long ago, prematurely, which is unfortunate, but he had coached Olympic athletes in 27 different sports, like gold medalists in 27 different sports, as well as the who's who of professional sports. And when I attended this lecture and was talking to him, he, one of the things that he said that the stress levels that are under these athletes are extraordinary and they have huge demands on their magnesium levels. Um, as also from the nervous system as a, a vasodilator, as far as a, a component that was involved in the manufacturing of a lot of neurochemicals, he was the first guy to connect Chinese medicine with Western medicine. In other words, the, the elements in Chinese uh, medicine connected with a neurochemical dominance inside of uh, people who were, so he would only train people that were either dopamine dominant or acetylcholine dominant. He said, forget it. You're never going to win an Olympic medal if you don't have those. Oh, wow. (laughs) so he was very radical, and he used different types of magnesium because he said the research demonstrated that different types of magnesium were uptaken by the body in a different way. And I'm like, that's fascinating. Fast forward a few years later, I had been stressing myself out I had been running three companies, working 14 hours a day for about uh, two years straight, never even took a day off. And I burned myself out and we did a brain test on myself. And it looked like I had the brain of a 7 year old man. It was, it was like not lit up at all. I'm like, okay, we got major problems here. And, um, and then I took a spectra cell test under the guidance of my naturopathic doctor. And turns out, guess where I was deficient? Magnesium was massively deficient. And I was like, oh, this is why I'm feeling low. It's feeling feeling stressed out and I'm like really, you know, I started having, waking up from anxiety or, or I, was fear, I was in a very stressful situation in one of my companies. And I was like, okay, I got to make some adjustments. So I always say that you can't supplement your way out of a bad lifestyle. And I want to classify in my case. But we did say, okay, well, let's look at all these magnesiums. And I just bought it, virtually every different type of magnesium on the market, myself and Matt, my co-founder. And then we started taking them. And there was these guys back in the seventies Dr. Linus Pauling, Dr. Avram Hoffer, and Dr. David Hawkins, who developed what's called orthomolecular nutrition. And they were treating advanced states of uh, psychiatric illness with like super physiological levels of vitamins and minerals. And I was like, well, why don't I apply that to my own strategy? Like uh, as a strategy for myself. And they had a very specific way where you would take a small dosage and you would go up in divided dosages until you break the GI barrier, that is you get the runs. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna apply their strategy to my magnesium deficiency. And I'm gonna test these different magnesiums. And so we would test each of the magnesiums independently and I would see how much I could take before I you know, get disaster pants. So it's a very graphic and, and challenging <laughs> experiment, but I thought it was worthwhile because again, going back to every obstacle, every challenge is an opportunity, you just might not know what it is also i just wanted to feel better and so um we we categorized the different magnesiums in a spreadsheet which ones seemed to have the best results and we have a lot of biofeedback and stuff personally and then we started testing them in combination and finally came up with the, the 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 last product which had seven different types of magnesiums that could be utilizable by all parts of the body and then we like well, why don't we just put this in one bottle because no one else has done it. This will probably be helpful for a lot of people, but that turned out to be more complicated than we thought um, because there's a thing called flow regulators and or excipients is the, the te- technical term and they put them in capsules so that the magnet or whatever the product it will flow through the nozzle properly when you're producing. And when you have all these different types of magnesiums, they're different sizes and they kind of stick together. And so we had to get special technology in order to get to, to that to happen. We were very clear. We didn't want to use any funky excipients. We, we, we don't do that. So we, we and, then, and then when you got them all in the capsule you we needed a specialized capsule so the capsule didn't break. So after we solved all those problems, we produced this product and said, well, maybe we could sell it and people would like use it. And, so we released it and we never seen any, a flood of testimonials like this before. Everyone's like, oh, I'm sleeping better, my mood's up. I don't really, and I was like, my muscles, are not, I don't have twitching in my muscles anymore because magnesium's regulated in that. My, my headache's gone away, my blood pressure better. My like, It got, it got kind of crazy, uh, like way more than I anticipated. And so we started diving in more and more and more and, and learning more and more about the process. And we're still undergoing even more research, but that's how magnesium breakthrough came to be. And if you want, I can go through the different types of magnesiums we put in there
1: and, and why we do and all that sort of stuff. Let's do it. Yeah, actually, yeah, let's, let's I think it. that'd be fascinating for people to hear.
2: Yeah. So um, now, just so people know, magnesiums found in dark chocolate, avocados, nuts, almonds, like cashews, Brazils seeds, pumpkin, flax, and chia, bananas, leafy greens, tofu, and legumes. Those are very good sources of magnesium. Most people, unless they're making a, a, you know, a, a serious consideration, are probably not gonna have those things sufficiently enough to meet their magnesium levels. And ironically, living in an EMF polluted world or being under blue lights a lot with TVs and screens, we actually burn magnesium a little higher. So I'll talk about, and I'll tie this all back in at the end uh, with the bucket theory of nutrition and Linus Pauling and those guys and how I did this and and how people can get maximum benefits. So we have magnesium chelate, which is good for quieting the nervous system. Um, It's also with neurotransmitters. Citrate, this is the one that's, I call it a double-edged sword, uh, magnesium. So we only put a bit of it in. Citrate draws water into the intestines. It can be very helpful for as a laxative. So a lot of times when people get stressed, the intestinal walls start to contract and it won't release. Same thing if you have muscle cramping, we'd get cramping on stage. Uh, bodybuilding sometimes, because you dehydrate really down, you, you offset your mineral. Uh, so citrate will bring wa- water into the intestines and give you a flushing sensation. So too much, you, you can't dose up really high with citrate. Uh, Biscallicinate. This one here is uh, great for blood pressure. Type two diabetes helps break down sugars. Um, Osteoporosis um, reduces the the risk of bone fractures. Then you also have migraine headaches and it's a vasodilator and most migraine headaches are caused from, or a large number of them are caused from a constriction of the arteries, usually because of some inflammatory condition if something happened and inflamed it. And that's where food allergies come in, it's very common. So magnesium can help that and then It's also been shown to help with the production of serotonin Um, because a lot of people that are on antidepressants, for example, they have to cycle through different ones because they burn out the magnesium and things like that. They're 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 pre-chemicals for neurotransmitter formation. Magnesium malate, this is related to enzymes, which we're really experts on that, particularly people who are suffering from things like fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome and stuff like Oftentimes there's an energy metabolism component and some people find benefit for magnesium malate. Um, Taurate, cardiovascular health, prevention of migraines as well. Taurine kind of acts like uh, a GABA uh, neurotransmitter. So uh, GABA is a neurotransmitter that's been known to block impulses to the brain and stuff like GABA. So it can be very helpful to calm down when you're like, I always call it overclocked right? So it's it's really good as well as uh, that one particularly is good for PMS. So a lot of women who suffer from a lot of pain and cramping will find that torate very helpful. Orotate, Um, this one, this one is one of the big ones that Poliquin Institute, particular people that had um, heart arrhythmias. Uh, Magnesium is a control relaxation component in, in, in your heart. And athletes, tend to lose a lot of minerals through sweating if they're running a lot or playing a sport where they're sweating a lot. Then so, you, you hear of these athletes or these guys dropping dead, you know, in a marathon or whatever and you're like, well, how's that possible? Well, almost always you can tr- trace it to some sort of neurotransmitter or some, some, some aspect that their, their, their transmitters were off or and they weren't firing properly. So that's a really good good one. Um, And then we have aspartate, which is, again, for neuromuscular components as well. So when you combine it with malate and glycinate and citrate, it becomes a lot more bioavailable. So the combination of those seems to give a better absorption. I'm not completely clear of what the mechanism is per se, but we just seem to notice better results for that. Um, also, well as um, it helps with the absorption of B complex vitamins, vitamin C, and vitamin E. Uh so, uh, yeah, these are the, these are the the magnesiums that we put into the formula. Why we put them in there? We grab the research and the data to kind of go through it and kind of make the best magnesium we could because that's our philosophy. If we can't make the best product in a class, then we don't bother.
1: That's awesome. Um, I noticed it, in, unless I missed it. But did did you? Guys, not put three and eight in there because I know there's a lot of information on that one for sleep. But what, what yeah, we used to,
2: we actually used to put three and eight in the formulation. The problem, three and eight a great product on its own. I think it's a great magnesium. The challenge with it is source and supply. Mm. So there's a, the, the problem with the three and eight is to to get it. It's super expensive and it's hard to get mm. a, a, a good dosage of it. And the second thing is. There's a knockoff three and eight, which is sold outside of North America, that people are feeding, they're compromising their stash on production, if they will. And what happens is that that three and eight not to the quality standards that we're happy with. So in order to meet the demands and handle all these magnesiums, we weren't able to do it. And I will make a small announcement that we have found something that's even better, which is going into the new formulas, which is magnesium sucrosomial. And Jesus. that one's- I have heard of that is, one. Is, yeah, we, we, we were on a mission to find out and we'll be talking more about that uh, cool. in a little bit. I'm not gonna release all the information, but that's gonna be a product that I think is gonna be even outperforming any of the magnesiums that we have to date. So we'll be adding that to the formula And um, we also put humic and fulvic Mm. acid in, which is the acids that plants use to convert inorganic matter into biologically available matter. And it's a delivery system for just about everything. B6 and manganese citrate um, and those help in the delivery. So it's not not just having all the products in there. It's can you get it from the gut into your cells?
1: Mm -hmm. Wow, that was awesome. I mean, I think probably most people know about glycinate or citrate, um, but, you know, you definitely, you drop some amazing information there. And, and I know that everybody who's either challenged with muscle or recovery or brain health or sleep issues, you know, they're going to be wanting to know where to get this stuff. So I know we're going to talk about it at the end, but just a quick uh, drop for accessing uh, your products. Where, where can people go?
2: Yeah, I just go to com slash dads. put in dr dad's 10 they'll get a 10 percent discount um on any one of the products that we have as well so
1: that's awesome thank you so much for doing that for for our listeners uh no you you brought up some of the some of the interesting cofactors that are attached to these magnesiums uh or amino acids and uh you you talked about sort of the role in supporting and building enzyme production in the body so um you know, we need enzymes in order to utilize and extract nutrition out of our body. I'd love to take this conversation and dive in a little bit more into enzymatic support and, and you know, the breakdown of the, the microbiome and chronic stress. And, you know, so if you can kind of help us tiptoe into that world, that'd be great as well.
2: I'd love to. And um, this information changed my life. Um, so when I had my digestive disaster, so to speak. And, you know, and here, you know, I had all the right coaching, had all the right discipline. I thought I was doing everything right and messed it up. Uh, and I met my mentor. He introduced me to the concept of enzyme nutrition from a guy by the name of Dr. Edward Howe, who also wrote a book, Food Enzymes for Health and Longevity. And Dr. Howe expanded on the original enzymatic research by doc, uh, Dr. Pottinger. So everybody's familiar with Pottinger's cats. And what he did is he started repeating this on other species. And basically what he did is he had three different categories. He fed animals, uh, live food that had enzymes in it or raw food, I should say, that had its enzymes present. Because every species on the planet eats its food in a raw state, which you get not just the vitamins and the minerals and the aminos and the fatty acids, the carbohydrates, you get the enzymes that are concordant with that as well as the bacteria. So. If you look at horses and cows, they go for fresh enzymatically rich food, you know, sprouts and the, the, the greenest stuff, because that has the most life force or the most enzymes in it. And if you look at a lion taking out a zebra, it eats the entrails where the enzymes and, and probiotics are first, and then it eats the carcass. And a bear will eat salmon or blueberries, both. But humans, we cook our food. and what that forces us is to manufacture enzymes ourselves in order to break down, digest and absorb and utilize these food. And that wasn't the way we were designed. And so there's a huge metabolic cost to that. And I'll come back around to that in a, in, in a second. Cause Dr. Howe, he took cats, dogs, rabbits, chicken. He did all these different species that had shorter lifetimes than humans. And he fed one group enzyme deficient diets, one group, uh, um, with its natural raw food diet and the next one he did with an enzymatically enhanced diet and the results were pretty profound you could read about him in his food enzymes for health and longevity but long story short the ones that were fed the enzymatically deficient diet died first the ones that on the normal diet lived a normal life and the ones that had an enzymatically enhanced lived longer But what was interesting about the first group, the ones that had an enzymatic deficient diet, by the third generation of enzymatic deficiency in their diet, they exerted three different characteristics. Number one, they started to have sociological behavior that was different than their species was recognized for. They acted strangely, they weren't acting like cats, didn't act like cats, rabbits, they started acting funny. Second thing, they started to show all sorts of genetic-based diseases. In other words, the rise in mutations were out of control. And the third thing is they lost the ability to procreate, which wow. how, I think it was in the '50s, said, well with the food farming methods that we're using right now and how you feel, and people are going to more highly processed foods, we're going to end up in the same problem in about three generations." Well, here we are, three generations. And you see, go on YouTube. there's lots of strange sociological behavior. Um, The genetic based diseases are rising exponentially. And if you look at um, birth rates, they're down in virtually every single industrialized nation of the world has descending. We don't have a population problem growing. We're headed for a population collapse as we become more industrialized. And a lot of people aren't using proper data in analysis of population models. Uh, or they're not releasing it. And, and we have to realize is, well, why is that? Well, industrialization will wipe out the species if we don't alter the food production and distribution and, and preparation format that we talked about that we created 80 years ago. And if it's moving forward in the idea of progress and convenience. So all that to say, I, I know there's a lot to go through, but important. I to it's like so to important. the big picture. Mm-hmm. But enzymes, you need enzymes to get your proteins, proteins to get your minerals and minerals to get your vitamins. And when I was on my performance-based diet, what happened is I was piling in all this extra protein that I wasn't able to break down and digest. And what was happening is that undigested protein was building up uric acid in the body. So my joints hurt, my mm-hmm. brain was foggy. I look great, you know, I look great, but the pictures are awesome, but I felt like garbage. And people just said, well, that's what you need to do. And I think a lot of people just say, well, you're just supposed to get overweight when you're 50 and you're just supposed to have achy joints and you're supposed to pass gas at the dinner table and everybody's supposed to laugh because it's grandpa, you know, the old pull my finger thing. But really what that's, what that's, what's normal is not necessarily what's healthy. And I think people have to make that course and understand that if you're not making I would say significant healthy habits. Now you will end up as one of those casualties, those unnecessary casualties down the road. And so, um, having enzymes, I take enzymes before every single meal. The reason being is because if I was, uh, you know, a few hundred years ago, I would be eating the fresh food. I would be Mm -hmm. eating these things that were fresh and normal to my nature and we don't anymore. And so therefore, I know when I eat a carrot out of my mother's garden versus a carrot I get at One, the most expensive health store I've ever been into, the carrot in my mother's garden tastes better than the best organic carrot I can get here. And those are some of the reasons why.
1: That was awesome. David, go ahead.
0: So, we, I mean, there's a million questions, brother, but we got to move, I don't want to like jump in, but we got to talk about probiotics, but I kind of want to focus on this cognitive biotic that you guys have, because I think it's brilliant. Um, I mean, there's a number of people we, we see constantly, I mean, all of us from the digestive health issue, but then you see an onslaught of, like you're talking this behavioral health of, they're, they're not adapting to stress as well, they're having brain fog, and you know, the memory and cognition is starting to go. So can you talk a little bit first about this gut-brain connection, and why this is so important uh, that we're doing the right things for our
2: microbiome for our brain. Oh, it's such a huge thing. Um, because, all right. So five stages in addition, you chew your food, you bring your food in, the food goes down the esophagus. That's where the enzymes are supposed to break it down in the upper cardiac portion of the stomach. Hydrochloric acid comes in 30 to 60 minutes later, that changes, that wipes out foreign bugs and it starts to change the pH where different enzymes become active and then deactivate it. Then, minerals are added to that mixture as it exits out of the intestine out of the stomach into the intestine and then your microbiome starts to finish the result we live in this symbiotic relationship they're going to convert that leftover that food either into energy units or building blocks or it's now a toxin and the bad guys are going to eat it and crap in your brain in your blood and your brain and you get leaky gut holes in your intestinal tract we're basically Food is start to leak into your crap is literally leaking into your blood, causing all sorts of problems. So if you're waking up with crusty eyes, brain fog, you need a giant coffee in the morning, uh, you got chronic bad breath. Generally, you've got some undigested food that's rotting in your body, okay? Um, and it's not getting into the cells where you need it. And, and then, you, so understanding that is really important. So if you miss the enzymes or you have low hydrochloric acid, you you miss those first critical stages of of digestion and then now you're setting up the the, the probiotics may survive, they may starve. If you had a a series of antibiotics at any point in your life, you probably altered your microbiome significantly. High levels of stress, uh, chemical agents that we are taking in innumerable amounts, particularly the ones that are antimicrobial um, farming-based pesticides can disrupt their microbiomes that you're getting. I mean, even the organics the USDA allows 50 different chemicals on that uh, food. So we have, what I'm trying to say is it's virtually impossible to have a perfect microbiome, whether you're whatever dietary philosophy you're following. And I believe that people adhere to different dietary philosophies in order to manage either the compromised digestion uh, that they have or the genetic based digestion. And obviously it's oftentimes a combination of the two. And so, In your gut, um, it's estimated that up to 90% of your serotonin, kind of the happy feel good neurochemical is manufactured by bacteria there. So we're like, okay, well, if that's the case, wouldn't it make sense that if we, people that were having low mood or these type of things, what, what if we started introducing these type of probiotics into the diet? maybe that would make a a, a difference. And then we also combined, um, we we took a number of them, different probiotics that were shown in research to work that way. And then we also combined it with, um, we had an expert in Chinese medicine uh, that was able to provide the various uh, herbs and plants that were famous being cooked together to treat people with these conditions in Chinese medicine. So I said, well, let's provide both because we want people to get a, a somatic response right away. And Number two, we want to replenish the probiotics that they need, and those plants are symbiotic with these probiotics and so it's like, okay, so we 're going to try and remanufacture what you might find in nature, only combine all the technology so that you can get a lot of nature all in a pill <laughs> so that was the the, um. the reasoning behind the psychology, and it turns out it was it 's been fairly effective in doing that, so uh, really happy about that and we're cont- we have a university team right now uh, in, uh, in Europe uh, who are experts in microbiome and basically determining how that mucoid plaque lives and what level the bacteria lives in. And so we test all our products. We put vitamins and minerals in them, see what happens. We hit them with EMF waves from Wi-Fi and see what happens. We give them different uh, mediums to see which ones grow faster and do these bacteria wipe out Gram negative or Gram positive? And so, when we come up with these kind of formulations, there's been a lot of information and research. And then, we don't just rely on it. We kind of come up with a formula that that we feel is effective. And then we're always looking at, well, how do we make this more effective? So it's uh, and then we we give a hundred percent money back guarantee on anybody that tries our products to de-risk it because we want people if they're taking their health in serious and they've got a professional and I do believe they should have a professional to help them guide their choices that might be best for them because you could spend a million dollars and get nowhere and spend a hundred bucks and get everywhere uh, with a little bit of targeted nutrition Um, but we want to encourage people to do these experiments with their health to try it and try cognitive and we have so many people that swear by that product for keeping their mood up and you just take either uh, you know, a couple of caps in the morning or a couple of caps at night. I take four every morning myself. It makes me feel good, except now I've been fasting for two days. So I'm just drinking water for the last couple of days. So uh, I'm not taking anything right now. I always take a little period off uh, every now and then do a fasting break.
1: Love that you brought that in. That's a big part of our daily habits. Uh, just two weeks ago, I did my five-day water fast. And uh, it's such a powerful uh tool and how was it for you
2: like what 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 day did you start feeling good
1: i for me it's the it's the day two to three that i just i hate it's just it's the loss of joy is gone after day one um you know and then it's like this sort of slow climb and and massively dropping blood sugars but this time i actually use amino acids but i do i do like i don't know four at least four fasts a year um, with with a group uh, of patients and whatnot but uh, I used amino acids this time and it and it just maintained my blood sugar in a little bit more of a stability and my ketones were still doing you know great things or what have you but it was a very different fast this past time so um, I love that you're hacking the fast No, oh, it's just fun to play with it right yeah you, know, I, you, I, I you can all... be a purist you know in some level and just water only forget it I don't touch anything else and then and then as you get more you know, experience in it, it's fun to be able to manipulate things. But go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I think that's part of the fun is you get used to setting
2: the parameters. And what's interesting is I've solidified my fasting so well that I'm like, okay, now I'm going back to try an, a purity one because I've been using a lot of, um, we got another uh, brand uh, Newtopia, which is cool. all these.
1: They say world domination on the front of it. Yeah, that's, that's
2: kind of fun, right? World domination. We got eight different nootropic products to optimize brain function because everybody's brain chemistry driven. So they're going to resonate with different ones. And then we customize it. They give us the feedback and then we dial it in for their brain. We've got a great neurochemist. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try and just go without anything for a few days. And I can tell you it's a major drop-off. Yeah. It's a major drop-off, but I think it's a good one to experiment. And then you enjoy everything even more. totally
1: yeah i think nothing dives as deep as the the water well i guess you could do a drive fast um have you done one of those i've done two days and then at the end of two days i got two small kids and i found my irritation levels were just going too high like you know they're they're high energy guys and um I think it has to be the right place, but, uh, I was, my throat was killing me when I had my first sip of water. I had to really ease back the water, but really, eh? um, I haven't yeah.
2: done the dry fast. I've been considering it, but it seems yeah. pretty radical and you definitely want to be in an environment where you don't have kids and stuff.
1: Oh, totally. I mean, the ketones were just flying. I, I mean, I like the analogy of this whole squeezing of the sponge and, you know, sort of just letting your body's really dry or dry right out and, and, and purge whatever's stuck in there. But, uh, uh, i want to ask you actually i mean now that we're talking about your lifestyle a little bit more you were a vegetarian bodybuilder i know david wants to know more about uh about this question where where are you now like where's your philosophy around food have you brought meat back in you know what are you doing these days Great question um
2: so uh, number one, I'm dietary agnostic. Choose the diet that's right for you. Mm-hmm. That's my number one caveat. And, one that, and when I mean right for you, one that you feel good on, one that you can stick with, and one that suits your genetics and epigenetics. Um, but for me, I still haven't eaten meat, haven't eaten meat. Uh, it'll be 20 years this July, I guess. And like I said, there was no, like it wasn't like, hey, um, I just tried an experiment and it worked for me. Um, I will have eggs occasionally Mm -hmm. and I'll have, uh, dairy products occasionally. Like I'll have some cheese and I'll have, uh, some ice cream every now and then and things like that. So, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm not like some crazy man, uh, that I'm just super rigid about everything. I, I, I eat good. And when it's a UFC fights over here and I got my friends over, we have some, we have some, you know, like I get out all these kind of cool snack foods because I'm a big snacker. I love snack, like I get these like protein pea crunchy things, and they like the all the the gluten free kind of chips and everything. You know, I do all that, but I still have all the snacks, right? i like, I'm not. <laughs> so people are always look fascinated by that stuff, and you I, and I'm on a mission that's going to be our next project is how do we make food that is kind of what I. That, that social food mm-hmm. healthy social foods is where Love I'm going. That. that's where i want that we have a mission that we want to get that in the next few years to figure that out because that's where people go off mm-hmm. right yeah. i mean you give me a bag of chips
1: that's my weakness too man
2: <laughs> i'm the rudest person where, like if you hand me a bag of chips in a group I yeah. will sit there and eat every chip and never, <laughs> share, never even think to share with anybody. Like I go totally drug addict, let's wolf the whole bag. And it doesn't matter how big that bag is. Yeah, It's, it's, it's brutal. It's so demolished.
1: I'll just, <laughs> I'll just
2: annihilate it. And if there's another one, I'll go for that too.
1: Awesome. Oh, I love that. That's my weakness too, man. I get it. David, go sure. <laughs> Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, we're running out of time,
0: man, but you guys were talking about fasting. I, you've got to talk about this real quick for me, brother. So you got this supplement called Capex. I was a, yes. patiently awaiting this one a while back. You guys were developing it. There's tons of people that need something like this. You know, keto's you know, really popular right now. People are finally understanding the power of, of trying something like this, you know, if it works for you. Kind of tell me where that supplement will play a role for people and why it is needed by so many people when they're trying to adopt or get into a ketogenic type diet. Well, this
2: is a great story. Um, So Matt, my co-founder, we've been buddies for 20 years and he's been doing the ketogenic diet for 26 years. And so when he would encourage me to do a keto based diet, so I've tried to vegetarian keto. Once I got my fats to a certain part, it would start showing up in my stool. And I'd be like, you know, dude, I, I just think that I'm lacking some enzymes or something's not working. like I'm, I'm just not able to break down that amount of fat in my diet for whatever reason. And he just does really well on fats, but it has a hard time with carbohydrates. And so we always back and forth and we, 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 we argue our points and things like that. And that's, I think that's what you want to do is trying to come to a better conclusion, not avoid conflict, but not conflict, but you want to expose the flaws and when he developed so in secret without me knowing he was determined to get me successful in a ketogenic diet he researched all the different enzymes involved in fat metabolism and so he combined that with our famous mass proteolytic formulation the, the the proteases that we have in that blend and he combined it with four different types of lipases, the enzymes that break down fats. So proteases break down protein, lipases break down fats. And then he added um, some stimulants for bile as well, a little bit of hydrochloric acid uh, in, inside that hole. So it was like a complete formulation too. And then also added some seven um, keto DHEA, which helps kind of stream the electron stream in the cell at the mitochondrial level. So the idea was we're gonna break down the fats. Uh, we're gonna use things like L-carnitine and bile salts to make sure that the fats get transported out of the gut properly. And then we're gonna optimize the flow of them into the mitochondria so that you get more energy. And it works, totally works. I was able to take my fat intake up really high on a ketogenic diet. And, and although for me, I didn't think it was the best diet for me, I was able to do that and maybe I could have stuck with it longer but I just like, I don't know if I can follow this for the long-term it, lifestyle was, but I could, I could be successful on it, which was great. And, um, I take it in the morning every day for energy because there, you do get, it just seems to metabolize it, the, my fats particularly well. Like, just, I don't know. I don't know why someone wouldn't try it. Cause it's, it's definitive. Like people like, okay, I feel an energy boost, but it's not an energy boost that you get from stimulants. Most people think of, oh, I need energy. I'm going to, you know, guzzle a monster drink or I'm going to take a, you know, I'm going to take a, some a caffeine, ephedrine stack or some neurotransmitter combination that jacks me up. And that, that's fine, but you can only do that for so long before you have problems. So that's where the formula came from. And so uh, people love it.
0: Oh, it was incredible, man. Like, it was just, I remember when Keto's got real popular, it was just people would have constantly struggle with this. And you guys kind of came and brought that solution. So that's huge, man. So many people need to
2: know about that one. Well, 26 years he's been doing Keto. So he's, he, and, and now um, Dom D'Agostino's come on as, a, as an advisor. He was very impressed in what it was able to demonstrate and produce in the body. And, and that's what led to our other product, Blood Sugar Breakthrough, which is regulating blood sugar. So we're looking at how do we, How do we get blood sugar down? How do we get us metabolizing fats, uh, using those for fuel? How do we optimize our digestive system and then allow our nervous system to recover and get optimized our brain chemistry? So we're just kind of been tacking it piece by piece over the, over the years to continue to optimize people's health.
0: Oh. Man, you guys have covered the full spectrum, man. I mean, you guys kind of have these amazing solutions for almost anything when it comes to digestion or regulating metabolism, blood sugar, or, you know, enzymes. I mean, you guys got it all. It's, it's really impressive, man. So, Wade, real quick, can you tell everybody about, there's two things on your all's website. You have a really cool 12-week program that you guys have on there. Can you tell our listeners a little
2: bit about that? Yes. Um, whether anybody buys their products or not, I would suggest they check out the Awesome Health Course. This course is, I've taken, it's seven to 15 minute videos. And there is like 84 of them. It's designed to go, you did a video a day for 12 weeks. I mean, I had Miss Olympia competitor competitor Natalia Coella do it in a weekend, (laughs) but she's a a freak. (laughs) She's She's an amazing lady. But the goal of it is to kind of break down the first principles of how to build a lifestyle around the diet that you want. Or the, and, and so we start with air, water, and exercise. What I'd say is the non-negotiables. They're more important than the diets. If you don't, if you're not doing deep breathing, getting your mitochondrial functioning properly, if you're not hydrating properly and you're not exercising, then you, what you're going to get out of your diets, not that much. You're, you get a certain amount, but those things that are non-negotiables, let me get into sunlight and optimizers, mental beliefs and attitude, education, testing, and coaching. And so the final piece of that, there's a piece in there that everybody needs to watch and that's the bucket theory of nutrition, which is what I based on orthomolecular nutrition. Your lifestyle or your exhausting rate is like a bucket. All the nutrients, all the energy, all the enzymes, everything that you need is like a bucket and that's diminishing day by day by day. And it's diminishing at the rate that you're burning through it. And so the more stressed out your life is, the more work that you're doing, the more that you the bigger the hole in the bucket. And most people look at nutrition just trying to fill up the, like, like fill up what they're burning. And what Hoffer and, 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 and Pauling and Hawkins said way back in orthomolecular nutrition is like, no, no, let's fill the bucket up and then titrate down so that I'm only, once I have a full bucket, I still only need to take the amount that I'm burning. That way you get a faster result from your, from, from your results. You get the desired benefit from whatever supplement that was and you spend less money, especially if you've done a little bit of testing beforehand with a professional. Professional says, okay, you're deficient in this, you're deficient in this, deficient in this, great. Let's pick a couple of, one or two or three of those, and let's start dosing up systematically till we hit our our zone, and then titrate down to just so we're in replacement, we we check it in six months or a year, and we're like, great, we got that one covered. And by doing that, and the whole course is full of little tricks and hacks to optimize your health, your vitality, your diet, and how to get the most out of your nutrition and the experts that are helping you so that you make smart choices as opposed to randomly shotgunning uh, various ideas that you picked up on uh, the internet that day that was a trend of fad or something that a writer needed to crank out and before they, uh, they, they hit their deadline. That's oh, amazing
0: man, so needed too, man. I don't know how many supplement companies do this kind of education for their clientele and their customers, man, to make sure that they're getting the most out of it. So my hat's off to you guys, man. You're doing all the right things for everybody. It's awesome.
2: I appreciate that you know it's you know going back years ago, uh, you know when I s- saw my sister lose her health that 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 made an impact on me. I wanted to know what health was and i I made the mistake of going down a performance route, which the fitness level is a help. So I got that, but the mistakes I made in that. And when I lost my own health, I was like, man, I really could identify with my clients at that point because I, I understood the frustration, the struggle, and I didn't know what to do. And if, it, if I hadn't met Dr. Michael O'Brien at that time, I would not have the diet out. If I hadn't met, you know, my coach, Scott Abel, I would never have got to the performance level I want. If I never met, so all these people along the way that made a difference, I just combined them all into one course, one thing that people, and I just give it away. And I think they'll find some value in it.
1: That's oh, beautiful now. That's amazing. I mean, there's there's a thousand more conversations we'd love to have with you, and and for some of that, I'm sure we're just gonna have to tune into the would you say 200 plus interviews you do a year. I I I love how education focused you are. You're, I mean, you exude you know, this purposeful, you know, attitude towards health and, and wanting to constantly move the needle forward in, in health and optimization. So, you know, we're, we're so grateful you took time to speak to us today. It's been an absolute honor and I've learned a ton about you and I can't wait to learn more. And I uh, hope to, or we both hope that we can connect with you further on on these conversations and more. So thank you so much.
2: Yeah. Anytime guys. I love, I love doing this and if we can change just a few more lives out there. I think that's a great day.
1: Definitely. So one more one more time uh, where people can go to to the site and uh, and anything else, any other things that you want to leave for people to to check out?
2: Yeah. Bioptimizer.com slash Dr. Dads. Dr. Dads 10, you put that in, you get a discount on anything. Again, money back guarantee. We have education with all of our products. So we get videos and courses and we'll you know, share with you how to use it best. But I think most importantly, um, if you're listening to this podcast and you have to do it, I think it's really important to take a look at your life and look at the the things that you are being successful with uh, and then the things that you're not. So everybody's got the goals list and all that sort of stuff, but some goals seem to be easier to achieve. And when it comes to health, the reality is a lot of people struggle because of the environment that we live in. We live in an environment, both information-wise and product-wise and authority-wise that will lead you to sickness. So you want to get some people in your corner that can give you the proper strategy that will customize things for you, the N of one, because that's the only thing that matters, and that are gonna hold you accountable so that you build the habits and start to reap the rewards which anchor that into part of your identity. Because at the end of the day, it's going to come down to you identifying as a healthy person and developing the habits that you don't have to think about. And the reality is, if you're not there, you're going to need expertise to kind of guide you and, and, and put you to the fire until it becomes part. And you start to reap the rewards and realize it's worth it. Terrific oh, set, man.
1: Mic drop. That was, that was the perfect ending to this conversation. Thank you so much, Wade. Thank you, Wade. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, man.